Welcome back, everybody, to yet another episode of the Cast Conversations. As always, I'm joined with Philip Swartz. How you doing, Phil? Oh, I'm just excellent today. Just excellent. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Who else do we have here, Phil? <laughs> today, we are joined by Michaela, and she worked at the Grand Floridian Merchandise. We're very happy to have you on today, Michaela. Thank you. I'm so happy to be joining you guys today. So I kind of before we get into things, I wanted to talk about why I like the Grand Floridian so much. <clears throat> I've actually never been there, but I have seen it. I've gone through it on the um, monorail. And I know that the scent for um, the Grand Floridian is also within uh, Flight of Passage. Is it? I don't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. Oh, well, I guess I also just ruined one of the trivia for later because one of the trivias for later is um, which ride shares a scent with the Grand Floridian? Well, it's Flight of Passage. Did you notice a scent when you were there working? Um, Not overly. Like, it smells like fresh flowers, but that's because all of the flowers in the resort are real. Um but I never noticed, like, you know how throughout the parks they, like, pump scents through? I never noticed, yeah. like, necessarily an official scent. I've always just been able to smell, like, fresh flowers. Oh, okay. Okay. So when you got accepted into the program, you were spring 19, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, well, that's when I was no, there. 20. This past spring. Oh, okay. Um, when you got accepted – uh, were you accepted under just merchandise and then you found out that you were going to be um, inside the Grand Floridian later on? Yeah. So when I got my like acceptance, it just said merchandise, which I was stoked about. And then when they sent out the itineraries, that's when I found out that I was at the Grand. Okay. Um, and were you like excited about being inside the resorts or was it kind of like, eh, I mean, like whatever, like wherever I am? I was so excited because oh, cool. the, one, the one thing I like hate the most about Florida is the heat and like the humidity. Yeah. So being inside a resort was amazing news. Yeah, it definitely having that AC pumping, like you said, smelling the, the flowers and everything is I would take that over standing on the pavement any day of the week. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so... Um, do you want to kind of like walk us through and walk our listeners through a day in the life of what you did as a merchandise cast member in the Grand um, Floridian? Yeah, of course. So as most CPs, like we close, um, and at the Grand, there are three different stores that you could be, um, like deployed to. So there's one on the second floor that's called, um, M or yeah, M Mouse Mercantile, which is right. Like if you or walking into the Grand off of the monorail. Mm -hmm. It's like right there to your right. And so that's kind of like our just like Disney store. And then on the bottom floor, there's two stores. There is a boutique style store, which is Curiouser Clothiers, which is like very high end. And then pretty much across the hall from it um, was Sandy Cove, which is like sundries and stuff. And so when you would get to the Grand at, for whenever your shift started, um, you would go sign in and it would deploy you to one of the stores. And depending on which store you are really depends on how your shift goes because each store is very different. Um, I was in Curiouser Clothiers, which we call CCs, like all of the time. And being there 
made the shifts, even if like, even though they were like six hours, it made the shifts feel like they were like 14 hours long. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was rough because they were so slow. Um, but it was nice because in that store, you really got a chance to like connect with your guests. Like you could talk, like there were so many times when I got to just chat with guests and like really talk to them about their trip, which was great. Um, and then if you're like at one of the other stores, those are both busier. A lot of people, um, at night will come in, especially like in early spring when it gets chilly at night, they would like run into mouse mercantile, be like, do you have sweaters? You have this. Um, and so that store is like a lot more fast paced and that's where, you know, people have like when they're looking for something specifically Disney, that's where they go. Um, and then Sandy Cove, you know, if there's a sick baby, they'll be like, do you have this? Do you have that? Do you have alcohol? Of course. Um, <laughs> but really just like those shifts being merchandise, at least in a resort is pretty chill. Like you don't really do anything other than help your guests. Like it's all about pointing them to the item they're looking for and ringing the transaction. Like it's super chill. Um, and then of course at night, like we'd close, we do our nightly bank deposit thing and then do a little debrief at the end and then call it a day. So like they were super, super, super easy, easy shifts, especially for someone that has done retail for years. Like it was a walk in the park. Oh, that, that sounds really, (laughs) it's like, it's like a lot to take in because it sounds like you had a lot of time where it was like kind of not to yourself, but like you had a lot of more, a lot more downtime, but it seems like you're able to manage it pretty well with, like you said, the previous experience in retail. So that's good. Um, One thing that I thought was kind of interesting that you were talking about was how you said that it it like kind of felt like a 14 hour shift. Um, But that's kind of nice because I feel like in a resort um, and I don't know, in a resort, I feel like the, the atmosphere has to be a little bit different because they're not in the park. So they're not like, in a hurry to necessarily go anywhere everyone's kind of chill and relaxing so you said that you had a lot of conversations with people about um their vacations do you have any stories that kind of like stick out to you um i people ask me that all the time and there's not really one that i was like wow like i'm gonna remember this forever but um I definitely had a lot of good conversations with people about just how they relate to Disney, I guess, or like how like Disney is a part of their life, I should say, Um, because like the Grand is a a DVC resort. So like these people have been coming to Disney for years and like they invest like a lot of money and time in Disney. And so I had lots of great conversations with DVC members about like the trips that they took their kids on when they were younger and now they get to take their grandkids on these trips and just like the family time and so there's nothing like one moment that I remember I was like wow this is such a great story but there was all those little conversations with people that I was like wow Disney like Disney means a lot to so many people and sometimes I would forget that and then you know I'd have this older couple be like yeah we've been coming to Disney for 30, 40 years now, or I had, I've had guests tell me that they, the first time they ever came to Disney was in 1971 and they've become, they've been coming ever since. And I'm like, that's just like, that's just so awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, For sure. So did you ever, were you ever able to pick up uh, shifts outside of your location or were you always in the Grand Floridian? I was always in the Grand, which 
made me kind of sad because I definitely wanted to pick up at other resorts, but I also really loved the Grand, so it wasn't ever anything that I was like, oh, I don't want to be at the Grand today, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And uh, sorry for my absence. I was, I actually had to take care of something for work, but um, <laughs> so I, I was, li- I was listening in still, but um, I did want to ask off of that, uh, where, where would you have preferred to maybe work maybe once or twice if you could have? If I could have, just in mm-hmm. general, outside of resorts, I would have loved to have picked up a merch shift in uh, Galaxy's Edge because I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan, and that would have been like the greatest thing ever. So, did you were you ever able to make it over to Galaxy's Edge? Yeah, I actually was able to go twice. My dad and I went a couple days before my program started. And then when they did the um, cast preview for uh, Mickey and Minnie's Run Runaway Railway. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I was able to, you know, spend some time there too. And that place, oh my gosh, if you haven't been, you have to go because it is so great. So yeah. how would you compare... Uh, Mickey's Runaway to the rides in Galaxy's Edge, which is, in your opinion, better? Hmm. Um, I feel like it's almost hard to, like, I guess, like, compare, per se, because, like, they, they have different, like, storylines, and I feel like that's what makes a ride, you know, is, like, the storyline. Sure. But I loved Rise of the Resistance. Like, I, like, top ride in Hollywood Studios without a doubt. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I'm a big Star Wars fan. So like the fact that one, I'm not even able to get into the parks right now. <laughs> and two, I won't be able to get into the parks right now or I won't be able to get into the parks until like 2031. Um, it it stinks because I, I want to see that. I want to see uh, Queen Kylo at that one part. And then I want to build a lightsaber. <laughs> So. Yeah, I had, um, my dad really wanted to build a lightsaber, and I was like, "But do you need it?" And he still he still gets mad at me to like to this. <laughs> he's like, "I could have built one, you know." I was like, "I know, but did you need it?" And uh, yeah, so ne- next time we can get into Hollywood Studios, I'm gonna get him a lightsaber. I, I was gonna say, I'm surprised you you didn't want one yourself. I mean, I do. Don't get me wrong, because like they're really cool. But I'm also a very like practical person when it comes to stuff like that. I so that. I was like, mm-hmm. do I really like? What am I gonna do with the lightsaber? But my brother-in-law right. built one, and I had some fun like messing around with it. I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. I like. <laughs> I agree with that 100 percent because I I'm the same way. I'm like, I want this so bad, and it's 200 dollars. So like that like makes me start thinking like, do I really need it? Like, what am I gonna do with it? Like. I'll play with it like once in the park, take some cool pictures and then I'll display it maybe. So like, right. I mean, it'd like, be a really cool like, display piece of like, a movie room or something. No. Yeah. That, no, that's true. Right. I guess on my college student budget though, wow. it's a little bit too much of a display I, piece for me. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I th- Jeremy, I feel like you're leaning more towards a droid because you, you think you'd use it more. Yeah, I, I think I think so. I think I'm going to get both of them eventually. I plan to do the program <laughs> again, so I'm just going to start saving my money now um, so I can get the droid. Did you ever consider getting a droid, Michaela? I did. I actually was leaning more towards a droid than a lightsaber just because they're a little bit more, like, practical. Like, you could, like, 
actually like play with it and like yeah. move it around like that's really cool and the droids are like my favorite characters in every movie like every droid i just like i'm like this is amazing i want a droid i want a bb8 like what i think that'd be great so i definitely <laughs> thought about it yeah that the the whole assembly for the droids and for the lightsabers i think you're kind of paying for the experience really because it's just so awesome for sure so uh, really quickly, we're going to throw it to a break. We're going to split up these ads. You're not listening to uh, 40 minutes in a row of just ads. And we'll be right back, so don't go anywhere. All right, we are back. So kind of bringing it back to um, your role at the Grand Floridian, um, I kind of can't remember if you mentioned this, but no, you did not. Uh, what would you say your most sold item was in, in any of the stores that you worked in? Ooh, um dang so that's hard so i'll go store by store because like i said there's three um probably the most sold item in mouse mercantile which is the disney one was probably like t-shirts like just apparel like everyone just wanted like a sweater or a shirt um and in sandy cove a hundred percent the most sold thing there alcohol every shift Mm -hmm. it's like three people in a row it's just alcohol um and then in curious or clothiers probably jewelry um because that's where we have like pandora like the park exclusive pandora and alex and ani bracelets and um some other collections so each each store is very different but yeah those would be the the most sold items (laughs) yeah that's it's very interesting. Is there a certain thing that people would often ask ask for that you did not have? It's mm, a great question. Um, I can't remember anything off the top of my head. Um, usually, like if someone walked into like one store, they'd be like, "Oh, do you have this?" And we would just send them to the other stores. Mm, because between okay. the three like there's such a variety of things True. Um, but off the top of my head there's nothing sp- like specific that i'm like ah i had to turn people away for that <laughs> yeah that makes sense um were you able to make any like magical moments when you were working there I did. I made a lot of magical moments with pin trading, which is, you know, a really like simple thing to do. But we got to pin trade all the time, which was a really, really fun part of a shift. Um, And around this was actually like just before the parks closed around um, St. Patrick's Day. We were doing this thing where in each store we had either like a leprechaun hat or like a pot of gold type thing with random pins in it. And people could you know, draw and just like the luck of the draw, get a pin. And the catch was that they had to also trade a pin. And one night I had a family come in and the two kids really wanted these pins that they like drew for, but didn't have pins to trade. They had left them in their room and, um, I felt really bad. And so I had like, I had to take the pins from them and then they were walking around the store and I was like, no, you know what? I have to give it to them. So I went up to them and I gave them both pins and I was like, just don't tell anyone. Like just, just if someone asks, just say Mickey Mouse gave it to you. And they were like, <laughs> okay, thank you. And I was like, 
welcome. But it was always just sweet. Like I did that all the time would like just give pins to people that didn't have anything to trade. But like you could just tell when like a pin made someone really happy. And it was just so sweet. Like something so simple as a pin, you know? And sure. so yeah, I got got to make lots of magical moments with pins. That's yeah, that's pretty awesome. And kind of speaking of magical moments for people, did you happen to see any Disney weddings going on at mm. the Grand Valerian? Oh, so many. Um, yeah, I bet. <laughs> like all the time, especially on the weekends. Like I picked up day shifts often because none of the other CPs wanted them. And I'd be like, yeah, I'll be here at 8 a.m. I don't care. Um, and most of my day shifts were in Mouse Mercantile, which is just off of the monorail, which is also where they take pictures because when you look out, that's when you see like the lobby and you see the chandeliers. Um, and so throughout the shift on like a Saturday, there would be like five wedding parties come through. Um, and even some evenings I would be downstairs in Curious or Clothiers and we would see the carriage go by, like all lit up. Um, and it was just so so sweet because it's just like, wow, someone's, you know, magical wedding is happening here. And like, it's, I don't know, it's just so sweet. And especially cause like my sister and I watch, um, the Disney fairy tale weddings. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, so cool to be like, Oh my God, I worked there, you know? And <laughs> yeah, yeah that is really so cool. sweet. And it was really cool. And my favorite wedding memory is I watched a, um, a first look, but it was the bride and her dad and he cried. And then I started crying and it was just the sweetest <laughs> thing ever. And I was like, oh, I love my job. <laughs> yeah that's that's a cool thing to get to say like that was what i did there so mm-hmm. okay i kind of forgot that the wedding location was there and then it made me think the polynesian is right next to the floridian and that's where you can take those boats out so there's a two-parter one you can take how, you can take them out you can take them out anywhere any i thought the they results. i thought they docked at the uh polynesian i got i i didn't Mine from the Grand Floridian. Oh, did not know that. <laughs> well, then <laughs> I was going to say, I, that kind of changes what was the question. question be? No, I was just going to say, <laughs> how often did you see those boats flying by? And then two, did people, since the Grand Floridian, it was where that infamous uh, crocodile incident happened or alligator or whatever it is in Florida. Um, how often did you hear people talking about that whole like alligator thing? Okay, so part one, the boats all the time. There are always boats. Um, Those things are so fun. Like just all the time, especially at night because they do the um, like the firework viewing things. Oh, right. Whatever it's called. Um, yeah, so like all the time I would see boats. And I was always, I would be standing there like during my shift to be like, dang, I really wish I could be out on a boat right now. <laughs> um, but, and then the second part of that, the, I, th- I want to say it was an alligator. Um but I really, from guests, didn't ever hear anything. Um, it was only ever cast members because we would argue about mm. where the, um, what was it, a lighthouse. They like uh, built a lighthouse for him. Um, and people would argue about like where it was. And I was like, it's on the beach at the Grand. Like, <laughs> just, just walk outside. It's right there. Um, but yeah, no, I never heard anything about that from any guests. That's good, I guess, that they're kind of throwing it away and not mentioning it like it was big when it happened but it's good that that didn't remain like the press of disney world mm-hmm. so kind of similarly did you ever see any alligators 
Uh, other than the ones at Animal Kingdom, no. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, that was one thing I wanted to see on my program and I didn't get to. Phil actually saw one on a golf course. Golf course, yeah. Yeah. Um, he sent me that picture and I was like, are you kidding me? Um, <laughs> but... Okay, so one more thing before we start to break. <clears throat> There's this company I'm trying to get to be a sponsor for us. It's the Magic Candle Company. Um, I'm doing. I'm giving them a free advertisement right now, which is such a joke. But um, <laughs> I ordered uh, diffuser scents through them, and they're coming uh, hopefully this week. One of the scents that I got was the Grand Floridian uh, Resort. So oh, I would no. definitely check that out. Um, Michaela, if you do want to relive your um, program and smell that, I'm excited about it. Uh, I got the notification today that it was shipping. So it took them 10 days because of the pandemic that I keep forgetting that we're in, which is so crazy that we're not national or a, a global pandemic. But, um, oh, well, that was a great transition to our break. <laughs> so here we go. We're going to take another quick break. Let's put those ads up and we will be right back. What's up? We wanted to give a thank you to another one of our sponsors, Everything Mousy Pins. Everything Mousy Pins is a collector that's been collecting pins for over 15 years now. Um, they live right next to Walt Disney World, and uh, their store has a cheap selection of pins for beginners and rare pins for collectors. Um, something really cool about Everything Mousy Pins is um, they sell guaranteed authentic pins, so you know you're not going to be getting a fake pin through them. Um, secondly, they've been a pin collector for years, like I said, over 15, and they like to share their experience through um, pins on YouTube and on the online pin store. So um, they always do giveaways on uh, their Instagram, and um, there might be more information on their YouTube as well. So head over to Everything Mousy Pins. Um, of course, the information will be in the bio of the episode, and check out what they got. You will not be disappointed. What's up, everyone? It's Jeremy, and today I'm here to talk about Bright Suns Co. So uh, Bright Suns Co. is a company made by Susie, and she makes a lot of ears. She has custom ears. I'm on her website right now. I'm looking at them. Um, she also has a lot of pins. Uh, she has earrings as well. And she also, um, it's super cool, she wanted us to tell you that she has Japanese exclusives, which is super awesome. Um, so I'm going to just talk about a couple of the ears she has on her website right here. Um, she has a Star Wars Knights of Ren Kylo Ren ears for only $25. Now, she sent us two pairs of ears, and they're custom ears. These are not your typical Disney Disney ears. These are very well-made, very sturdy, and high-quality ears. And for the price of $25, you're getting a steal. Um, let's see. We're going to go over to Mouse Ears. Um, she has her website very easily organized you can order things alphabetically um, you can also go uh, best selling price high low so let's just go price low high so you can get um, small red pom-pom ears for only eight dollars these are really good prices for awesome things you can be wearing in the parks now we're going to order by uh, the best selling so her best selling ears are oh actually the mystery mouse ears so um, it looks like i'm going to read the description on this um, you can get a surprise pair of ears, which is super awesome for only $15 and it's on sale right now from the 25, which it normally is. So head over to, um, bright suns co where, um, of course, as always have it in the bio of the episode and check her out. All right. Enjoy the rest of the episode. What's going on guys. Phil here again, back with another ad. This time we got, uh, magically by Molly, which she does magnets that are Disney inspired. So you got ones that look like 
Mickey Mouse, of course. How are you going to go wrong with that? And then you have other ones that are Disney snack inspired. So snacks that you can get in the park, like the Mickey ice cream bar. She got one of those. Um, Just so many different styles. And she's very creative with her designs. One of the things that she does is she hand designs all of her magnets. Uh, So most of the magnets you'd see out there are going to be digitally designed. That is not the case with Molly. She actually makes them all by hand. She takes uh, a lot of pride in in her craft as uh, an artist. And so make sure to go give her a follow on Instagram at Magically by Molly. No spaces. And check out her work. Her magnets start at just $6.99. And you can get some in different sets or anything like that. uh, That you can also get some that are a little bit larger. She can do just about anything. So make sure to go check out her Instagram and her Etsy. That is Magically by Molly. And we hope you guys enjoy the rest of the episode. Wow, that was just what a great transition I had. I'm still thinking about it. All right, we'll wrap this episode up. We'll uh, jump to some trivia, then do those classic Disney questions, and we'll be out of here. So, Phil, why don't you start us off with question one? Yeah. Michaela, do you know when the Grand Floridian was built? Oh, um, I feel like I should, but I don't. I know it was, wasn't it like the second one? that was built i don't know it, don't it know. was uh i guess it wasn't fairly not not super close after the uh op- opening of disney world it was it was a little bit after was it like 75 77 uh, a little bit later it was in the 80s oh, it was in the 80s oof 83 it was actually in 1988, which I was kind of surprised to read. I thought it's that young. I, what? I know. I thought it was a little older than that as well. But yeah, uh, yeah I I guess it was 88. I'm a fake fan. So then, uh, what group filmed a music video at the Grand Floridian? What group? Yeah, yeah. like what? Like music group? I'll I'll give you a hint. It's it's a boy band of sort. Some boy band of sorts. Um, I we talked about this on our tour, and I'm already blinking. And as soon as someone says it, I'm gonna <sighs> die. Um, oh, I can't remember. I feel like I should have brushed up on my grand history before this. Um, <laughs> I can't remember. We're gonna say it, and you're gonna go. Oh, it's the Beach Boys. Oh, stop. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um yeah it was for the the song kokomo mm-hmm. so yeah, um, i kind of want to go watch that after but just thinking that our, i was like i'm gonna go watch it and be like oh the green <laughs> so then our final question um the grand floridian during its initial development at walt disney world was supposed to resemble which like um i don't know how to word this i'm reading it differently off a thing um what culture was the uh architecture supposed to resemble what culture? Yes. This is they decided not to do this, but what was it originally supposed to resemble? Oh, that's un- so hard. I no hey, this idea. is very hard. I just wanted what? to see. Yeah, I I didn't know this. It was supposed to be an Asian themed resort. No. Huh. Yeah. That's so, so weird. That's, like, yeah, that's, I know, isn't that strange? 
Like, it's modeled after, what, uh, Hotel Del Coronado. Like, I knew that, but, like, I didn't know that it was supposed to be Asian-themed before that. Yeah, that's funny that you say that because that was the the last question on the thing that I was reading off of. So, <clears throat> yep, the Hotel Del Coronado. But <laughs> at least. Very cool, very cool. Um, so, we'll jump into our classic Disney questions, starting out with, oh, and these are all just your personal opinions, so... Um, Starting out at number one, in your opinion, what are the top three best Disney movies? Oh my gosh. Like, are we talking like classic Disney? Because, you know, Disney owns like everything. So I need like a category. Like, just so we're, we're talking like classic Disney, but you like can Pixar. also throw in some Marvel, Pixar, and Star okay. Wars. No, you okay, know what? I, I, say, I say we don't include Star Wars in it. I think it's kind of just classic Disney and Pixar. No one's ever really mentioned Marvel mm-hmm. or Star Wars. So, um, I think okay, everyone just assumes it's classic. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, ooh, okay, so my top three would be, oh my gosh, this is hard. Up, Tangled, mm-hmm. and hmm, dang, I don't want to watch a lot of like classics. Um, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. That's a good one. I I will say that like I I love the bait the um the classics, but I am a big fan of the newer movies because I just I don't know I just I I am a little more entertained by them. Mm-hmm. So I, I I'm kind of more emotionally moved by the newer movies. I feel like I agree. But uh, our next question: What who is your favorite Disney character? Oh. Oh, um, dang, that's hard too. I feel like I got to just go with the boss and just go with Mickey Mouse. Hey, that is funny. Not said that often. Yeah, we were just talking another episode ago about how Mickey Mouse never gets mentioned, and I'm glad that he was. What? Um. Okay. So after Mickey Mouse, your favorite Disney princess? Oh, Rapunzel. Easy. No questions asked. (laughs) <laughs> and what is your favorite disney song oh gosh uh i know these are hard-hitting questions there's so many good ones though. that's really hard because it's like oh there's so many um okay i'm just gonna go with like right now my favorite disney song is um into the unknown Hmm. That's like Ooh. the first one that popped in my head because like I've heard it recently. Mm-hmm. Phil, do you remember when we covered that? Yep. We had an episode where <laughs> we, we used that as our intro. We both sang it together. Um, and that was <laughs> that was the end of our musical career. Um, so then, you know, maybe we can throw that at the end of this episode as a little bonus for people that stick around. You still, after have, the, you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. All right, I'll, I'll throw that at the end of the episode after our closing song, if anyone sticks around. Um, and then, finally, our favorite question. Which ride, in your opinion, through any of the parks, has the best queue? So, whether it has the best things to look at, it's the easiest to stand in, it's the shortest, however you justify. Wow, that's an interesting question. Um... I'm gonna have to go... Mm, yeah, this is kind of cheap because not everyone has done it, but Rise of the Resistance has a really awesome 
queue. Like it's really fun to stand in. I've heard. Um, mm-hmm. I've, it, yeah, isn't I've the heard. story that you're like, you're going into a resistance base. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's gotta be cool. And it's gotta be cool for a lot of people that they've invested their lives into the series and now they're finally able to live it. Uh-huh. So. It really, it's like really immersive. Like you feel like, I mean the whole like galaxy's edges that way, but like in that queue, you're like, wow, this is awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to, I can't wait to experience that for myself. I will say I did watch the, the, um, the ride online. I didn't watch the queue. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that. But I feel like it's one of those things where you kind of just have to experience it yourself rather than watch it. Oh, so, definitely. But all right. So I guess, I guess that'll wrap up today's episode. I wanted to thank everyone for listening. Michaela, thank you for being on. It was awesome to have you. Um, I'm glad we were able to get in contact and make something work. Yes. Thanks. Me too. This was awesome. Bill, thank you for being here. Oh, so glad to be here. <laughs> Enjoyed it very much, Michaela. Thank you so much for being on today. Of course. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope you have a good rest of your day and stay safe. Bye, everyone. Hey, guys. Another ad here for you brought to you by Dapper Diggs Trading Company. They are a merchandise store, basically. They have just about anything in Disney you can think of. It's really cool, really fun. You Make sure you go check them out. They even have Magic Band uh, apparel, or not apparel, but decorations to make your little boring free Magic Bands look a little cooler. So make sure to go check that out. They also have a really cool shirt that I thought was kind of funny. It says Hunkulees on it. Uh, that'd be something fun to wear into the parks, but yeah, there's a lot of cool Disney shirts that only Disney fans will understand. So definitely something to wear into the parks. And, uh, they also wanted us to make sure to, uh, get you guys to go check out their website, which is just dapper digs trading co.com. So it's D A P P E R D I G S T R A D I N G C O.com. Their Instagram is also the same. And guess what? You guys can also get 10% off with the uh, discount code CASTCONVO. No spaces, all capitals, C-A-S-T-C-O-N-V-O. 10% off of Dapper Diggs Trading Company. Wearable art for magical moments. Hi guys, Phil here with another ad. This one is brought to you by the Sodo Company. And they are a company or a person that makes... Uh, Mickey ears in the shape of donuts, hence the Sodo company. Um, The most important thing about their company is that they are actually open only once a month. The next one will be May 1st. Uh, She opens up once a month, takes all the orders in one day so she can uh, fulfill the orders over the month and she makes them specific to what you want uh, or she has inspiration on on her Instagram page. Um, her Instagram page is the Sodo Company. That is T H E S E W D O U G H C O. So make sure to check her out for all of your donut needs. Head over to GoPin Pro, the home of the OG patent pending pinfolios and the creators of Pinfolio. GoPin Pro has 
just so many pins on their Instagram page and the pin folios, which are, um, I am probably going to describe this wrong, but to me, it looks like a little traveling case you can display and hold your pins in, which is super awesome. It has um, a bunch of different designs and ways to display your pins. So check out uh, the pin folios on their page. They look really cool and are a must-have for any pin collector. So a uh, cool way to share, bring around your uh, pins, and uh, show them off in the parks. Really easy to hold. And, oh, I'm looking at it right now. They have uh, different colors, too, that match the um, your personality or what you're going for. So uh, head over to uh, Go Pin Pro to see all the pin folios and the things that they offer on their page. Check them out. Make sure you head over to We've Got Ears on Instagram. We've Got Ears is a uh, Instagram page for a mouse ear artist designed and handmade by Emily. Uh, so Emily has been uh, making these ears and recently, due to the coronavirus, has been uh, working on making uh, masks for people on the front lines and they're going to be free. So uh, these are people uh, for people who, like I said, are on the front line dealing with the public and uh, have lost wages. She'll also have masks for uh, sale for the general public to help cover the cost of uh, making the free ones. So uh, keep checking her Instagram for updates and news coming with those masks. And also check out everything that else that she has on her page. She's got ears um, handmade by herself. I'm looking at them right now. Oh, she's got um, Eeyore ones. Those are actually pretty cool. So um, head over. Uh, her Instagram will be in the bio of the episode and make sure you follow along if you would like a mask made by her. So check it out. <laughs> 